Uh, before I get to the third story, can I take Dolores on line three? She wants to ask you a question. Oh, is that a question? I have no idea what that means. That's a question for you. Because you said you know what older women want. Yeah. Dolores, what is your question for Seth Kushner, please? I want to know. What do they want, Seth? I'm sorry, who is this? Dolores. Dolores, they want to be called nasty hoes on Tinder. <laughs> How old are these older women? Uh, I'm not sure. They're all talking to Garabo, but I think they're somewhere between the ages of 40 and 72. Well, I'm 77, and I, you have no idea what I would want. Uh, well, what do you want? Help me out yeah. here. I, I don't have Tinder. What do you have? But, uh, I have nothing. I just phone my mom. Well, how, how do you meet strapping young gentlemen to take care of your every need? Uh, well, some of them have not been very nice, so right now there isn't anyone. Oh, no. But I, I tell them like it is, and I was told Saturday night, at least you're honest. Yeah, I mean. Because he was, he was 80. He looked about 65, I swear. <laughs> he looked so good. He had a girlfriend, and her girlfriend is in Wisconsin, and I said, don't give me any of your you-know-what. I said, I am up to, I'm right there with you. I know exactly what you're after. All we did was dance, not even a slow dance. And he was really a good-looking guy. And the gal I was with said, yeah, he can't do nothing anyway. I says, well, you never know. When I get a hold of them, they feel like what I do, so. I can't you believe this. Is this really happening Oh, it right is, now? and I'm loving it. Oh, this is so amazing. <laughs> what, what kind of establishment was this uh, where, where this all went down, so to speak? Dolores? It happened to be the Moose Lodge. Of course. I always wonder what goes on in those Meese Lodges. And, 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 <laughs> Meese? My plural for moose. This, so that's what happens at the Meese Lodges is is there's people talking, like an 80-year-old an guy who looks like he's 65, he can do pretty well there. Oh, he was uh, messing around the night before with this other gal. I was talking to both of them and this other gentleman next to them, and then they, they got on the dance floor. And I thought the other fellow was going to ask me to dance, and he didn't. I told him a few things, and he laughed, and I left. And I was glad that I left. The next night I see this guy, I thought his name was Jack. His name was Dick. I says, oh, you are a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told him. Dolores, you are, you are my favorite person over the age of 60. And this, well, my mom's 73 today, so I have to say she's my favorite person. But oh, you, God bless her. Right? She is an amazing woman. She, like yourself, actually. And so when you go to these Mies Lodges, are you, are you looking to get a little lucky? Or are you looking for a guy who can uh, go all night long? Well, you know, they're afraid of me. It's always a case of, oh, you look high maintenance because I wear beautiful jewelry because I worked in fine jewelry years ago. And I dress well, and uh, I'm a little heavy now than I want to be, but right now I'm under a doctor's care with medication. There's a lot of uh, family drama going on. And uh, I intend to lose a few pounds and so on. And uh, I was hoping to go to the, the crawl tomorrow night, but I can't make it. The, the, the 1025 The Moan Pub Crawl? Yeah. Oh, why can't you make it? I would come out there and drive you and pick you up and drop you off and then go home. Well, I was in the hospital on Sunday, so I had 221 over 98 in blood pressure, so I oh. figured, hey, you know, i got to take it easy. Oh I had a bout of anxiety because I lost a brother on the 15th of June, July. Oh. Then I had a fight with another brother, so he's dead to me, too, so I lost two brothers in five days. God, please call every day, Dolores. You are such oh. a... Such a... Such a dope... I will make... I will make... Um, What's the next thing coming up? Uh, we got uh, brunch at uh, Love's Artifacts and Grill on September 12th. I know we got a blood drive, I think, on October 23rd. Do we? Yeah, we do. I talked to Oliver about it today. We oh, got talking about blood drive, I I have a plaque, and they didn't have the 17-gallon, but they had a 16-gallon, so I took it. But I do a freesies, which is platelets and plasma, every week. Sure. 
Wow, you're a hell of a daughter. Two hours lying there watching a movie or whatever, and it's uh, I feel so great when I do that because I'm giving back. Sure. I don't have money, so I give my blood. Oh, yeah, that is amazing that you donate blood like that. We're speaking with Dolores, our 77-year-old listener, who wanted to ask Seth what older women want. Seth? Uh, Dolores, would you like to come in the studio one day and watch the show and be an active member in it? Oh, I certainly would. I would love that. I would I would I, so love that. I have to also tell you, you said the lady didn't get bit. It's bitten. lady didn't get bitten. Did not get bitten. <laughs> I stand corrected. Did not get bit. Did not get bitten. Thank you for correcting Good. Joe's grammar. That's even hotter. Uh, I'm getting tweets. Can we please have Dolores every day? I'm going to crash and burn in my car list laughing at this right now. <laughs> oh, I, I could tell you so many more things. I, I, I laugh myself to death. Every morning at McDonald's, we have so much fun. So you guys, you girls get together at McDonald's for a little Egg McMuffin and a little coffee well, we talk? Used to, we used to play tennis, and then we after tennis, we'd go to McDonald's. So everybody's older now, and this one has that problem, that problem, so on and so forth. Mm. Some of them do play tennis. So I can't play, but I go and be the ball girl. So I have a ball doing that because I told Rick, I said, I'll get your balls for you. Don't worry. Oh, my. Uh, I used to play golf with a bunch of gentlemen in their mid to late 70s. One was in his early 80s. The only problem I had is... I got so emotionally attached and invested to these guys, and then they'd start dying one one by one. Like, I, I would ask yeah. my friend John, I'm like, hey, where's Gene? Why isn't he playing golf with us today? And he'd say, oh, Gene passed last week. <laughs> and so emotionally, I just couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, man, I, I like these guys, and they're dying. I mean, do you, do you play golf, Dolores? Have you tried it? Did they, did they hit the ball and drag the body? <laughs> no, 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 they, they did not. But I'll tell you, they did it 150 yards down the middle every single drive. Do you play I, golf? Have you ever played I golf? I do. I have four sets of clubs. I'm trying to get rid of some of them. I do play golf. I would love to get you out on the golf course. I will kiss you between the first and second hole. Oh, wow. Ooh, is that my taint? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. Book her. Book her for the studio, please. You are in. <laughs> book her. Someone please book her. You can't get one by her, Drew. You, you really can't. Thought that, would, yeah, that, that goes over everybody's head except for Dolores. She's the only one who's ever caught me on that one before. Well done. <laughs> I can't go there. <laughs> uh, well, I have to correct your grammar. It's actually tisn't. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but listen, Dolores. No, I can't go there. I know. I got you. All right, hold on one second. I think. I think. <laughs> hold on. Anyway, hold on. I would love to come to the studio. Please. And uh, I actually won two tickets from WFLA for the baseball game this weekend. Oh, Screw are, you a big, big, are you a big Jack Harris fan? Oh, well, I listen every morning about five, uh, quarter to seven, and then I go back to you guys. All right, thank you. A little bit of Jack Harris, a whole lot of Mike Calta. That's my. That's a nice morning diet. Well, hold on one second. Oh, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to get your contact info. We have got to get you in the studio. So hold on one second, and uh, I don't thank care. So if, oh, thank you. If we have to send a friggin' limousine to get her, I am all about it. So hold on, Dolores, okay? I sure will. Oh, and by the way, Seth wanted me to ask you what kind of panties you're wearing right now. Right now, I'm wearing a pair of shorts over no panties. That's so hot. Uh, what kind of what kind of material are the shorts? Terry cloth? Or are they satin? No, it's a very cute pair of uh, the black whale from uh, Bedford, Massachusetts. Actually, black whale. They're like uh, they're like um, what do you call it? Material. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, did you say whale? Like W H A L E? It says the black whale. W H A L E. Black whale down there, huh? Sperm whale. <laughs> Hold oh, my gosh. Hold on one second. We're going to put you in touch with Kayla. Hold on. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Just grab her number, Kayla. Thank you. <sighs> Radio Gold. We should never put anybody on the air again except for her. We should never take calls unless they're from Dolores. I feel like we've talked to her before. She, ta she called last week or the week before last. <laughs> oh, my God. 
She's amazing. She is truly... If you had come to me and said, hey, you're going to do a bit where there's a lady talking about meeting dudes at the Moose Lodge, I would have said, that sounds horrible. Remember we said the lady that worked the toll booth, or the, she was like the security guard, and she would call all the time? I thought that was her for a second, but it's not. No, Dolores is her own. She got that taint. Oh, wow. Ooh, is that my taint? Nailed it. That's the female version of you in 30 years. <laughs> I felt like you were talking to the female version of yourself. Rick the Stalker with the great tweet. Uh, wow, Atru on the radio is interviewing Phyllis Diller. Do you remember oh, Phyllis Diller? Wow. Golden Girls? No. Comedian? She, yeah, comedian. She always had the cigarette holder. She had like real wild hair. Her whole thing was about how ugly she was. And you uh, never, you know. Was she the one married to Danny DeVito? No, that's Rhea Perlman. Oh. She played Carla on Cheers. I'm sorry. She's a very engaging woman. I met her when I worked at the Walt Disney World Swan. I know Joan Rivers. Well,. Phyllis Diller is kind of like Joan Rivers. Joan had the whole, like, oh, can we talk? And Phyllis Diller had uh, a similar uh, cervic demeanor. Let's hear it. And now the most horrible thing that can happen to our house is on its way. His mother is coming to visit. King Kong with an overnight bag. <laughs> How can I describe her? Jello with a belt. <laughs> when the old bat sits down and takes the whole mess, five minutes to settle. <laughs> Underrated comedian. When she takes her girdle off, her feet disappear. <laughs> See, like that's old school comedy style, but that reminds me, Phyllis Diller and Dolores are cut from the same cloth. Ah, oh, bless her. It's the hidden Drew Garabo Live track of the day. The first rule about the hidden track of the day is you don't talk about the hidden track of the day. You just tweet me about it at Seth Kush and tell me how much you love it. Here we go. I cannot believe that we are fortunate enough like I said to kick off the show today. By the way, welcome back to Drew Garabo Live. This is like talking to Tom Brady the day after the New England Patriots win the Super Bowl. This is like speaking to President Obama the day after his inauguration. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our esteemed pleasure to welcome back to the show the star of Sharknado's 1, 2, and last night, 3. Oh, hell no. Our good buddy Ian Zering is back. Ian, congratulations on yet another cinematic piece of brilliance, my friend. I, you know what? Thank you so much for that introduction. Read exactly the way I wrote it for you. <laughs> Dude, you killed it again. What an amazing... Like, there, there are two types of people in this world, Ian. There are people who take life too seriously, and then there are people like us who, despite all the turmoil in the world, can carve out some time to enjoy the serene therapeutic value of laser chainsaws slicing through great white sharks. You know, every once in a while, you just got to hit the reset button. These movies pretty much do that. And just making them, for me, is, is a blast. I'm so lucky I get to play an action-adventure hero in the middle of a science fiction movie. This is the marriage of two genres that I've always loved. Yeah. So I feel like it's like a cross between Bruce Campbell and Bruce Willis. Oh, that's a perfect way to put it. I can see some reviewer putting that in, like, entertainment. We, Ian Ziering has become the new crossroads between Bruce Campbell and Bruce Willis. Now, we heard uh, on uh, Chris Jericho's podcast that you were a little bit hard up for dough when that first one came out, and you did it for a paycheck. Is that true, or is that just something that was hyperbole? Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't the paycheck as much as it was to attain my health insurance. As an actor, I get my health insurance through my unions. And every January, 
it goes back to having to qualify again. So within the union, you have to earn so much money to get that top-tier insurance. So early January, not knowing what my next gig was going to be, um, when I told my wife I had reservations about doing this with my baby Mia in her arms and Penna still in her belly, she said, you need to go to work. You got to get that health insurance. Oh my God! I I had no. And, you don't uh, think about that uh, aspect of it. You know, like actors, you just think, oh, they're all rolling in dough. They all have these Malibu beachside mansions and everything. You don't think of the actual nuts and bolts of a dude with a baby and a baby on the way needing to do a movie for health insurance. Bro, I put my pants on just like the next guy. I get up every morning and I'm cooking breakfast for the kids, and then I'm out, you know, either working or looking for work. So. It, it is what it is. I'm an actor. Every gig's got a closing curtain, and there's never really any job security, so Man. I realized she was right. Absolutely. Like I had to take one for the team. Well, you did. You took one for Team Zeering, and I got to say, man, you stumbled onto cinematic gold with this one. Who knew when you were filming the first one that this would become a franchise that when you look at social media, and kudos to you or whoever runs your Twitter account for being so active. It, it is you. So so being so active last night, the hashtagging Sharknado3, retweeting people, tweeting people, saying whether April, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, April lives or April should die. Uh, it, it is it could only have happened in 2015 with the immersive social media the way it is now. It couldn't have happened back in your 90210 days, right? No way. We didn't even have CDs <laughs> back when 90210 started. Cell phones were just becoming popular. There, we were we were using VHS tape to record programs. There was no option to DVR something and watch it later. People wanted to see a TV show. You watched it when it aired. There was no. DVRing so you could watch it on your cell phone when you're at 35,000 feet. It just didn't exist. Right. So with um, all the social media, across all these social media platforms, everyone is wildly connected. And the sci-fi fans are the most supportive fans. And they really went berserk with Sharknado. And that excitement spilled over into the mainstream entertainment. And then they got a hold of it. And it just, it just took off from there. It's become uh, kind of a phenomenon. It's a Sharknado... Phenomenon. The Sharknado movie is a Sharknado of movies. <laughs> <laughs> well put, my friend. We are speaking to Ian Ziering, the star of Sharknados 1, 2, and 3, although obviously we knew him as Steve Sanders from Beverly Hills 90210-IAA4RE. Now, uh, you mentioned the, the downside of technology back then, but... I would wager a guess, Ian, that you and Jason and Luke and, and Shannon and everybody else are so damn glad when you look at TMZ now that there was no Harvey Levin back in your day, that there was no one waiting outside every nightclub to see who puked all over themselves or to see who was hooking up with whom, right? Well, there was no real organization of it. Certainly there were paparazzi. There's always been paparazzi. The first celebrity gave birth to the first paparazzi. Right. So... It was what it was, but again, they weren't so connected. They couldn't upload their photos immediately and send them around the world with the click of a button. The film had to be developed. Yeah. The film had to be processed. Then they had to look through the pictures. You know, now everything is so convenient and so easy. It's uh, it's amazing what what Sharknado did overnight. 90210 took oh, a year or two to uh, to attain. It's astonishing. Wow, it is, man. And what a, what a great phenomenon. It's pure escapism, pure plug-and-play. And we heard a rumor that not only is there a uh, an encore performance of Sharknado 3 on the Sci-Fi Network this Saturday night, but that your character, Finn, will be making an appearance in, what is it, Lava Rantula? Is that what it's called? Lava Lantula. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
it's so funny because just similarly the way we have these cameo appearances in in um, in our movie, you know, they're trying to figure out what the secret sauce is. So Sci-Fi has brought La Valanchula to the market, and it's another great movie. It stars Steve Gutenberg, and it's got some cameo appearances. And, and um, one of the executives, Chris Regina, asked me if I would consider doing a, um, a, a little cameo on this movie. And you know what? I, I am so grateful for everything that Sci-Fi has done for me, for my family. And of course I said, are you kidding? I would do anything they asked me to do. I'm so beholden to them. They're, they're really just, it's a great, great network. And we're on fire now. Well, absolutely you are. And the chance to not only be in a movie with, I can only assume, a tarantula that is somehow born from a lava-spewing volcano, but to be in a movie with Steve Gutenberg, what a dream come true for you, Ian Zaring. Yeah, it's just a small cameo. I'm on the screen for maybe five, ten seconds, and, and then that's it. But, you know, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Sure. And when you look, speaking of cameos, by the way, look at the cameos in last night. I mean, you got a, you got a world in which the president is Mark Cuban, billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks and Shark Tank participant. The vice president is Ann freaking Coulter. You got Lou Ferrigno, Frankie Munoz from uh, from Malcolm in the Middle, David Hasselhoff. How, you know, as, as a celebrity yourself, if you were not in this movie and they came to you and they said, hey, Ian Zering, we'd love for you to show up for a day of filming. It's going to involve you going to Orlando to Universal Studios, and it's a movie about a tornado that's made out of sharks. Would you have done it? I told you I had reservations when the first time, the first time I read this script. <laughs> and it wasn't called Sharknado. It was called Dark Skies. It was a working title. If it was called Sharknado, I wouldn't have never even read the script in the first place. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> See, not only is the movie very self-aware, but Ian Zering is also very brutally honest and self-aware himself. And I tell you, it takes a hell of an actor to carry this kind of film. No BS, man. You do it in such an amazingly tongue-in-cheek, yet serious enough without a wink to the camera manner that I think this shows off your acting chops. People might laugh me out of the room for saying that, but that does take quite a bit of work to be somewhat believable while there is a wall of tornado full of sharks bearing down upon you, right? It's, um, well, thanks. That's a, that's a fantastic compliment. I appreciate it, but... You know, acting is the ability to act natural, naturally in imaginary circumstances. And with all the professionalism and dedication I play I play any part with, well, now I'm playing Tim Shepard. And within the context of his reality, you know, when I breathe life into that character, I have to accept his reality. Yeah. So, you know, it's very serious. I'm very sure not to let the, the wind out of the sails. The stakes have to be great. Every second. Otherwise, it falls apart. Otherwise, the audience, you know, knows that the actors are in on the joke. And then all of a sudden, it's people are turning the channel. Yeah, it's not as much fun, for sure. We were speaking with Ian Zering, star of Sharknado 3. I'm sure there's going to be a Sharknado 4. I don't want to give away anything that happened at the cliffhanger ending of Sharknado 3 for everyone who will watch the encore performance this Saturday night. But... Uh, there's there's a vote that's going on on social media, and I'm kind of torn on which way to go on this one. Do we kill her or do we save her? And then what do we look forward to to Sharknado Four? Ian Zaring? I think I think if April dies, people people will riot. <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be pandemonium in the streets. People will pick at the aquariums. People will go out and start biting back the sharks. So uh, it's uh, you know what it just creates the kind of controversy that is incredibly immersive, you know, now we're engaging the audience. And what happens there 
is that it creates a tremendous amount of data. Yeah. Data that is used for marketing for for different aspects of the way they they you know put forth their uh, their projects. So so it's just a I've learned so much about social media. Yeah. About Twitter, about Facebook, about all these things. Um, something called Periscope. If people were following me at Ian Zering on Twitter. They would be alerted that I was going live on Periscope, so people could hit the hit the link when they got the alert, and my camera phone camera clicks on. So you, wherever you are in the universe, no matter how many there are of you, were there at the party with me last night. Yeah, well, just be careful because a, a guy in our show, Geo, uh, was periscoping one night at, uh, at in Tallahassee near Florida State <laughs> University where he went to school, and uh, he kind of passed out drunk with his periscope still on. So if you are going to take the periscope with you in your downtime, Ian, just be careful about the type of activities you might engage in, whether or not there is alcohol. Oh, my God, that's just Brilliant! Is that still available? I want to see this guy sleeping and snoring on the ground. It's been taken down, and I deleted the app immediately. <laughs> oh, oh, but you know what? Uh, what a lesson to be learned from that. Oh, you have no oh idea. Yeah, it turns out uh, some people who are friends of radio guys don't want it out there that this guy was trying to videotape him and his girlfriend <laughs> having sex for some reason. I and go figure. Yeah, because sex tips don't make people famous. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid point. Hey, listen, we know you're jammed up, man. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to say how proud I am of you, both as a fan of yours Thank from you. way back in the day to this franchise that you are carrying. Uh, man, it's awesome to see a great guy get great, get good things happen to him. So uh, we look forward to keeping in touch with you, and congratulations. Enjoy the, uh, the, the just bounty of treats that are available to you because of Sharknado, and then Lava Land. Lavalanchula 4, I believe it is. Or no, Lavalanchula 1. We look forward to 2, 3, and 4. That'll be this Saturday night on Sci-Fi Network. Ian Zering, you're a prince. Thank you so much for joining us, my man. I'm so flattered. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a great day. You do the same thing, bud. God, he's all-time good dude, isn't he? It's great, yeah. I love those movies, man. There's... <laughs> Chainsaw, laser chainsaws in space with David, Hassel David Hasselhoff. You would make it through two seconds of this movie. I got a couple of tweets about the interview. Courtesy laughs? Yeah. I know. I was trying to, once I read the first one, I was trying to give as many courtesy laughs as possible. I felt like you were giving real laughs there. That was. Okay. Yeah. I Most think they were legit because you're a, a big fan of Ian Ziering. I love him. I think you had 85% real laughter during that. I'd go 90%. 85 is fair. I'd go 90 by the way, Tim Clark, one of our bosses, said, please tell Ian to get me in the next movie. He wants to make a cameo. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, by the time they put the next one out there, Tim Clark's going to be running the world. We missed our opportunity because they filmed in Orlando. I know. And they wanted extras. I remember oh. seeing this stuff going around. Oh, I would have done anything to ride the Rip Ride Rocket roller coaster oh. next to Chris Jericho and Lou Ferrigno. Also, uh, another one of our bosses, John Brennan, forwarded me an email from, uh, I guess, his insurance company for his house and said, I just heard Drew talking about Sharknado, and uh, we'll be talking to one of the actors later. I attached for you an insurance policy endorsement that can be added to your homeowner's policy. It's Sharknado Insurance. Is he going to get it? I don't know. I don't think it's real. Here's the policy right there. Sharknado's a real dude. It could happen. Sharknado loss. In <laughs> <laughs> Expanded Sharknado loss endorsement. <laughs> Definitions A, Sharknado. A Sharknado is defined as a pseudo-ridiculous confluence of natural and unnatural events resulting in high inland winds of at least 63.7 miles per hour from which multiple sharks attack. Single shark storms, a.k.a. flying ferocious fish fronts, are not covered. These are insurance people who have too much time on their hands. What? That's a good uh, insurance joke right there. 
No? That is what happens when you sit in a cube all day and you get sick of the underwriting or overwriting or whatever kind of writing they do and you go, man, I'm going to kill myself if I don't do something creative today. Then you hammer out a Sharknado insurance policy. What if somebody really called up an insurance company and said, I want to get some Sharknado insurance? I mean, you would have to make it up and sell it to them, right? What a great prank call that would be. Can we do it? What do you mean? Can we, like, record? I mean, you know, we can't call anybody live anymore. What do you, but what do you want to call? An insurance company to see if I can get some Sharknado insurance. I could pretend I'm a Southerner. I could call him and go, <laughs> hey, I done seen that documentary on Animal Planet the other night, and uh, I was wondering if y'all sell Sharknado insurance. I love it. Right? Maybe someone has a, an insurance friend that they know of, but we can do a phone a friend and do it that way. Okay. If anyone knows anyone who works in insurance and they don't listen to Drew Garabo live, hit us up at 727-579-1025 or email, better yet, drew at themoanonline.com. And we'll call them and see if I can get me some Sharknado insurance. Are you going to check out Lavalantula on Am Saturday I? night? Come on. I, I got Lavalantula. I got uh, Python Octopus. I got, uh, <laughs> they got so many of these things. Are there any shark hoots in this movie or is it PG? No, it's, it's Sci-Fi Network. It's, it's a made-for-TV movie. There's no hoots. Oh. You, you want Ann Coulter's hoots? Take something. Tara Reid's hoots? Or a shark. I don't need a human being, Drew. Just give me something to work with. No shark boobs, sorry. That sucks. No boobs of any kind. You don't need boobs when you've got a Sharknado. You need a little something more. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.